Hello, welcome to a podcast for the Lancet Gastroenterology and Hepatology, which will accompany our March 2019 issue. I'm Gavin Cleaver. I'm joined on the line today by Jennifer Fleming, who is going to talk with us about her work on the epidemiology of chronic liver disease. Jennifer, thank you so much for joining us today. Could you give us a brief overview of the traditional view of the epidemiology of chronic liver disease and cirrhosis and the evidence to date that suggests that some of this is changing? Sure. So traditionally, uh, as most of the general public and and many patients believe, that chronic liver disease and cirrhosis is is mostly caused by alcohol. And certainly that was probably true in the uh, uh, mid-21st century. If you look at data looking at the causes of cirrhosis, Um, in the 1950s and 60s, certainly 80% or more of these cases were related to chronic alcohol ingestion. But the epidemiology of chronic liver disease has changed certainly in North America as well as in in Europe over the past uh, several decades. This initially started with the epidemic of hepatitis C, which um, is mostly uh, affecting the baby boomers or individuals born between 1945 and 1965. And more recently, and of more concern, is the epidemic of non-alcoholic fatty liver disease, And this condition was first described in 1980, and now it's estimated to affect uh, between 25 to 30 percent of the general public um, in North America and in Europe. So certainly these traditional views that alcohol is the sole cause of, of cirrhosis and liver disease um, uh, is, is not correct in a, in a more contemporary um, era. Um, the the evidence to date that suggests this epidemiology is changing um, is mostly from the liver transplantation population where studies done in uh, the United States as well as Europe looking at the reasons why people with cirrhosis are listed for transplantation certainly have shown um, that over the past decade this was mostly due to chronic hepatitis C. Um, but now that we have effective treatments for hepatitis C, this epidemiology is changing, and now the, the most common reasons for listing for liver transplantation are now either related to non-alcoholic fatty liver disease or alcohol-related disease. So certainly the landscape of managing patients with liver disease has changed uh, over the past several years. Well, that's very interesting. So what does your study add to this picture, and how does it add to our existing knowledge in the area? Previous work has as mainly looked at uh, listing for liver transplantation or deaths related to cirrhosis in, in certain populations. And recently this year in the United States, there was a study that was published that looked at uh, deaths from cirrhosis and showed that the highest increase in uh, mortality from this condition was in uh, individuals between the ages of 25 and, and 34, mostly related to alcohol-related liver disease. However, no one's actually been able to look at the incidence or the number of new cases of cirrhosis. So whenever you see an increase in deaths from a chronic condition, one of the explanations could be that um, the the treatments are are not effective um, or individuals aren't presenting uh, for care. But one of the other uh, causes of increased uh, mortality is actually an increase in the burden or the number of new cases of uh, chronic disease in a population. And that's really what our study adds. So what we were able to show is that the number of new cases of cirrhosis is increasing overall in the population, but if you look at the the relative risk or the the incidence rate as we we calculated that the rate of cirrhosis is increasing highest in uh, uh, birth cohorts born after the baby boomers, so individuals born after 1965, and specifically the millennial generation born after 1980. So it's not that the increase in deaths are due to um, 
us not being able to manage cirrhosis, it's probably just because the population um, as a whole has an increase in disease burden. So what do you think is some of the underlying causes of this changing epidemiology? I think that there's probably several explanations. With our data, we tried to shed some light on what could be driving this increase in cirrhosis in young people and and specifically uh, women. We tried to look at specific causes of cirrhosis using um, our data, and the three most common things that we saw were non-alcoholic fatty liver disease, alcohol-related liver disease, and chronic uh, hepatitis C. And if you actually look at the epidemiology of these conditions and how it relates to these younger birth cohorts, uh, there is evidence that uh, supports this. Um, Some uh, systematic reviews looking at the epidemiology of alcohol consumption in younger birth cohorts has shown, at least in North America and in uh, Western Europe, that individuals at younger ages are consuming more alcohol than previous birth cohorts, suggesting that alcohol use may be contributing. There's also uh, fairly good data showing that new cases of hepatitis C are increasing in young uh, patients with injection uh, drug use, which would also add to the disease burden. But I think uh, more specifically, um, this this is worrisome for the epidemic of non-alcoholic fatty liver disease. And for an individual to develop cirrhosis at a young age, they would have had to have had some sort of chronic liver condition present in childhood because it takes at least 10 to 20 years of chronic liver injury usually to develop cirrhosis. And we know that uh, non-alcoholic fatty liver disease is now the most common chronic liver condition in uh, children. Uh, We also know that from data from the United States that there has been a doubling in the prevalence of non-alcoholic fatty liver disease in young adults between the ages of 18 and 34 over the past uh, several decades. And even some investigators have looked at uh, liver transplantation for non-alcoholic fatty liver disease in patients under the age of 40 in the United States and showed that this uh, the rate of transplantation has increased by 14% per year um, over the past decade. So I think that... Um, those are the three most likely uh, reasons that we're seeing these trends. Yeah, some, uh, some worrying causes there. So what, what for you are the implications of these findings? I guess both in terms of preventing further escalation of the problem and in what they mean for the management of this much younger population that you were talking about with chronic liver disease. Yeah, so this is this is kind of a, a change in the face of, of chronic liver disease. As I mentioned earlier, uh, most people assume that chronic liver disease affects middle-aged uh, individuals who consume alcohol. Uh, but really, liver disease um, does not spare younger individuals. And I think, first and foremost, we need to understand better what are driving these changes. Is it mostly due to alcohol consumption, NAFLD, hepatitis C, a combination of the three of them? And I think the question really is, is there an opportunity to start screening younger generations of patients for chronic liver disease? Because for the most part, chronic liver disease does not cause any symptoms and people um, are not going to be presenting uh, for routine care at this age unless, and, and, unless they have any other chronic liver conditions. The important thing about uh, chronic liver disease and cirrhosis is that cirrhosis can be preventable if you're able to identify the um, injury which is causing the development of fibrosis and scarring. 
and therefore trying to identify these individuals before they reach cirrhosis and trying to prevent uh, them from de developing this end-stage complication could prevent um, uh, future birth cohorts from um, experiencing the same uh, issues related to chronic liver disease. The other important I thing I think is, from this data is that we need to have better edu education um, for the general public as well as primary care providers with the burden of liver disease in young individuals and, and trying to erase some of the stigma that uh, is associated with uh, liver disease. As many patients that I see uh, tend to hide the fact that they have an underlying chronic liver condition for fear that uh, their family, loved ones, coworkers will assume that um, it's because of chronic alcohol use when that uh, is not uh, the the case in uh, the majority of people that um, we see. The, the final thing is that we don't really understand the implications of having cirrhosis at such a young age. Most of 